This episode of the Jack Vita Show is brought to you by our friends at CBS All Access. I talk about it every week. CBS All Access is the best streaming service in the game. They have added 77 total Nickelodeon shows to the service. That includes shows from the 90s, such as Are You Afraid of the Dark? Clarissa Explains It All, and Doug. Shows from the 2000s, such as SpongeBob, Drake and Josh, Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, and Hey Arnold. And shows from the present in the 2010s, which I am not quite up to speed on, but I do know uh, for the for the youngsters they really like Paw Patrol. Include they got Nick Jr. shows such as Blues Clues. Great shows for your children if you're not crazy about the stuff they're putting on TV these days. Sign up at jackvita.com/cbs. It's the only place you can watch the Champions League and the Europa League. They've also got just a lot of really great content. Their plan is by sometime in early 2021, their plan is to have over 30,000 episodes of shows and Paramount movies. Just a very rich library of content. You're going to want to check it out. It's the place I watch my reality TV at, including MTV's The Real World, The Challenge, Survivor, Big Brother, The Amazing Race. It's a good season of The Amazing Race this year. Lots of great stuff over there, so make sure you sign up at jackvita.com slash CBS. You get a free one-week free trial. After that, $5.99 a month. You're going to want to stick around. Whenever you sign up through that link, it funds this show, so I would appreciate it. I appreciate our sponsors, and I appreciate all of you. By the way, I wrote a piece about all the Nick shows that you can watch over at jackvita.com. You can read that piece, and it's about the 77 Nick shows on CBS All Access. So check that out. Make sure you go on to my website, jackvita.com. If you want to get your free trial, there are links all over the site. You can also just go to jackvita.com slash CBS. We're also powered by our friends at Fanatics. Go to jackvita.com slash fanatics. Pick up all kinds of great sports memorabilia and gear. Lots of really great deals going on for the holidays. They have over 500 licensed college teams, including Division three schools and my Division one mid-major, Valparaiso University. Lots of great stuff over there, so make sure you check it out. JackVita.com slash fanatics. Once again, that link helps fund this show. You're not going to want to miss out. Go get some stuff for your family and friends for the holidays. And now, let's get to today's show. What's up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita, back in action here. And as I tape this, actually, this little intro, the day after the two-hour episode marathon with Chase Beebe last night, we had a really great time on Monday night, December 14th. We went extremely deep on NFL Christmas movies. I talked a little bit of COVID. And this is part two of the episode where we talk college football. And we really, in this episode, 
we dive very deep into college football. So if you're a college football fan, you're a junkie, or you just want to learn a little more about some of these teams, some of these players heading into really an amazing time of the year with college football championship weekend coming up this weekend, we'll have our playoff selection committee making their decision on Sunday afternoon. We'll find out who's playing in the playoff. And then we have the college football playoff in a couple of weeks. It's a great time. So we ended up going so deep and going long on that episode that we decided to cut it into two different parts. So the NFL stuff is also in the Jack Vita show feed. I'm sure plenty of you listen to it. If you want to listen to that, you can go back and check that out. This one college football. Just a a really great conversation. We talk about some of the games from the past weekend, but we also spend a lot of time previewing what you're going to see this coming weekend. We have some big games, and it's kind of a sloppy situation right now. If, uh, If Notre Dame were to get blown out, or Clemson were to lose, or even if Northwestern did the unthinkable and beat Ohio State, what would happen there? We go deep on all those potential scenarios. We also talk about a proposed eight-team playoff that I'm proposing (laughs) to the listeners. And we talk about what that would be like, what schools would be in there, would it be worth expanding the playoff? You guys all know how I feel about that. I want to get into all that. And in addition to everything, we also talk about quarterbacks as we scout them for the NFL which guys we like what are our reads right now and what are we watching for in the final home stretch here of the college football season and the bowl games and bowl season and all of that so at this time I'm going to just cue up my conversation with Chase Beebe picking up from where we last left off let's uh let's get you right to that and let's talk some college football Well, let's move over to the college game, and this is what I'm so excited about. We have conference championship weekend upon us. It's coming up later this week, and we have some big games, and I will be here recapping it all next week with former Valpo quarterback Scott Stahl, so that should be a lot of fun to have Scotty here on the podcast for the first time, but... Chase, um, as I mentioned, not too many great games from this weekend. We had a a couple noteworthy ones. LSU, after self-imposing a bull ban on itself, takes out Florida on a 57-yard field goal. That was a big-time shocker. Was this a case of them just catching the Gators sleeping in advance of their big one next weekend? I do think that's the case because Florida is a very talented football team. They have a very talented quarterback. They have a, a, a tight end in Pitts that I think he's probably the greatest tight end prospect to come out of the uh, college in a very, very long time. Yeah. If not ever. Like, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Maybe go back to, like, Kellen Winslow. Yeah. yeah. Really. I mean, like, man, he's going to have so much hype around him. I hear he does, but and it's well yeah. deserved. Um, but I do. I think they caught him sleeping. I think a lot of things went LSU's way in that game. And again, that whole incident uh, with the shoe you know, gave them that those those extra yards needed. Uh, but props to LSU. You know what? What a job coming to Florida and get that win against a top 
10 team. I think they're rated, they were ranked six, five, six, yeah, going into yeah. that. So hats off to LSU, man. You know, not giving up on the season, coming in, fighting, and uh, getting a huge win. Big win that takes Florida out of the picture. I mean, hey, if they beat Bama this weekend, maybe that gives the committee <laughs> something to consider. Uh, we'll preview those games in a, in a short bit. The other really, I guess we got a couple other ones that we can talk about here. North Carolina destroyed Miami. Mm. And I mean destroyed. This was 62-26. And I picked the Tar Heels in this one, Chase. I had not been extremely impressed with the Hurricanes this season. It seemed like, hey, good team. But how good are they outside of the ACC? A lot of close games. I do think Miami football's back. I do think... This is a very good team, but I think this is more of a top. This is like the 22nd best team in the country. I didn't see them as the number 10 best team in the country as they've been in the college football playoff rankings over the last couple of weeks. North Carolina offense exploded, which we know that they have been extremely capable of. Yeah, I was happy to see it. I didn't take a pick in that game. I would have picked UNC, though, as well. Uh, Miami, I don't think they should have been ranked that high. I really, really don't. No. They got walloped by Clemson. Uh, they barely beat Virginia, yeah. Virginia Tech, uh, NC State. Like they just have a lot of close games against good teams. I'm not gonna like against good teams or, or eh teams. You know what I mean? Um, I, listen, I'm so happy to see UNC come in and just oof put the beat down on them <laughs> because uh, what a statement! Like what an absolute statement win. Not only to get the win, but just do it in that fashion. Put up 60 points. Man, tip your hat to UNC for coming in and just getting the job done. <laughs> and another school that I'm ready to call overrated and overhyped this year, Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> they finished this season 2-3. Two 2-3. and, three. Two and three. Yeah. I mean, they That's had rough. some games wiped out from COVID, but, I mean, they, they beat Michigan and they beat Illinois. And neither of those wins looked like they were anything really to write home about, seeing how Michigan turned out this year. Wisconsin was, they were, they were what, like eight or nine? They were, they were a top 10 team at one point. I never thought the Badgers were that, really that. Um, now they have had some injuries, they've had some COVID stuff, they lost some of their receivers. But Iowa Hawkeyes, that was, even though it wasn't a close game, there was a huge snowstorm in Iowa City, and that was uh, enjoyable to watch. 28-7 Hawkeyes. Yep, I would say uh, Wisconsin, just a really off year for them yeah. uh, because I do think they've had a very good football team in, in years past. Yep. Uh, and I think a lot of it comes down to they haven't been able to run the ball like they have, you know, and I think they've tried. But then, because Wisconsin's not a team that's going to throw the ball 50 times a game and be successful or 40 times a game and be successful. They have to ex and dominate the run game, dominate the line of scrimmage. Haven't been able to do that as well this year. Uh, so they've struggled. Um, yeah, just I don't think they have the pieces this year to really get it done. A again, I, I think they were extremely overrated, at, like you said, at, at one point. Yeah. They were ranked like top 10. Uh, they blew Michigan out, but you know how I feel about Michigan this year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good win for the Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes look good. You know, they're, they're a fun team to root for. Uh, and I kind of, AJ uh, Espinenza for the Bills, he was our first draft pick or second round draft pick, first draft pick from this past year. Um, he came from Iowa. So I see all his retweets and stuff for <laughs> Iowa football. So I'm kind of, you know, by association rooting for Iowa too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chase, it seems that. 
that's a, a case in the Big Ten West is teams can really easily go from top to bottom. Last year, Northwestern was awful, and this year they're playing a Big Ten title game. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what ended up happening for Wisconsin this year. But, Chase, all right, before we preview the matchups here, uh, I got I to gotta bring this up. So I threw this out on Twitter. I also sent it to you. And I've been big on expand the playoff, expand the playoff. That's been my mantra this year. And if there's ever been a year to do it, I mean, this is the year, Chase. Yeah, it would be so fun, man. Can you can you go ahead and, and say, I don't know if you're planning yeah. on it, that, yeah. that projected eight-team. You know, before I get into that, I do have one more thing I think we should touch on. Okay. Ohio State had their game. Yes. They they were not technically qualified to play in the Big Ten title game. And while clearly they're the best team in the Big Ten, no one's denying that. They I'm not I'm not crazy about bending the rules for a team to get into the Big Ten championship. Obviously, they get in, they have the best shot to go to the playoff to win in the playoff, to win a national championship, Big Ten wants to send its best school into the playoff. I would have liked, this was Connor Ennis's, you dropped his name earlier, he had a great resolution idea with Indiana and Purdue getting canceled with COVID. Why not give us the Indiana-Ohio State rematch this past week? Winner of that game goes to the Big Ten title game. Play it in Bloomington this time, and now look, I know you. I know what some of you are thinking. Ohio State already took care of business on them. Well, Indiana would be playing without Mike Penix Jr., so they'd be at a disadvantage already. But I think that would be a good way to kind of make them earn it rather than going in without playing the proper amount of games. I don't. I'm not. I guess I'm not. I don't have a big stink over it. I just think that that would have been a really cool resolution for that problem. I agree, and it's such a it's such a tough say because listen i want to say like hey it should be fair but at the same time like being fair ohio state deserves to be like talent talent wise you know how they look they do deserve to be where they don't be there so it's hard to say you know what i mean i know a lot of teams probably are like no they don't deserve it but they're saying that because they don't want to play (laughs) ohio state um so i but listen i would love to see that rematch it would be so fun to see uh, but I'm excited for the one we're gonna get. Yeah. For the you know for the games the game we're gonna get and the other games we're gonna. <laughs> I know you're excited for it. Uh, well, yes, very excited. But I mean, like I was getting from a a Big Twelve fan, Josh Harding was tweeting at me earlier about. I mean, like what the Big Twelve was able to get all their games in this year, and they're probably not gonna have a playoff team. So, in terms of fair, like this is. This is the year to expand this playoff. Just give it a trial run, and you don't have to keep it. But, yeah. I mean, we did it in Major League Baseball, which I didn't love, but it was kind of fun for what it was. Let's do it in college football. So I've been saying that for a while, and I feel like I haven't been able to convince people too much. I think you're either, you're either with me on this or you're not. Well, today I came up with, here's... A fictional, or I I don't want to say fictional, let's make this happen. Let's do this thing. Here's an eight-team playoff. Here are your matchups. And let's just throw this out there. And I think 
I was able to get some people to come around on it. They started to say, you know what? That is pretty cool. So here's what you would have, Chase. Number one, I, I took the top four rankings, and then I said every Power 5 that wins their conference championship, those Power 5s automatic bid. Three at-large bids that are given out. I mean, is it really an at-large bid to a team that wins, you know, the American? I, I don't know because I guess it's not an automatic. Maybe it isn't at-large, but they did win their conference. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. All right, so without much further ado, the selection show. Yeah, let's do it. Give it to us. Number one, Alabama versus number eight, Coastal Carolina. <laughs> Talk about a David versus Goliath matchup <laughs> that we'd all love to see, right? Like, I know this I, is kind of like the game, like the UCF matchup we wanted to see a few years back and against Alabama. And I would love to see, and I think this is even more like, like, oh, <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> um, and we all know what would probably happen, but at the same time, you never know. And uh, I would love to see that game. It would be really, really fun. Yeah. And here's the deal. Chase, Alabama's the best team this year. They're going yes. to win it. Alabama is going to blow out whoever they play. So let's have some fun and make it. Let's. Here's the thing. If Coastal Carolina gets into the playoff, I understand they're not going. They're probably not going to win. But do you know what that does for that program recruiting-wise to play on that stage? Do you know what kind of opportunities and how over the course of time you can create a more competitive field by getting more schools that opportunity to be in the top eight? Because what we've seen the last, this is year seven, I believe, of the playoff. Yeah, it's year seven. The teams at the top stay at the top for the most part. Yep. So let's expand this and let's give other teams a chance to crack in there. So that's your that's your first matchup. And I, I went a little crazy with some of these matchups for interest purpose. Number two... <laughs> Notre Dame versus number seven, USC. Assuming USC wins the Pac-12. A historic rivalry. Yeah, so talk about a, a, a crazy game that would be. Uh, I do think, uh, realistically speaking, I think Notre Dame blows them out of the water. I don't <laughs> think USC will win this weekend, to be honest with you. Yeah, Oregon. They've had such a... They, I mean, they what they haven't lost, but... Look at the scores the in their games. Kids. Yes, like they and listen, they for entertainment purposes. Heck yeah, like USC. If you watch them week in week out, oh my gosh, you're getting a great game. Um, but I do think that Oregon's going to come in and and get the job done. But uh, listen, I would love to see that matchup just for the matchup. You know, the the Notre Dame versus the SC. Like, let's get it going. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Clemson against the winner of the Big 12 championship game. So that would be Clemson versus Iowa State or Oklahoma. Uh, you know, Clemson will probably win that game, but you could have potentially an exciting offense on the other side of the field. So maybe you get a high-scoring game. Could be kind of fun. I think that would be tons of fun. I think that's just a good matchup. Just for the like, It'd be a fun game to watch either way. Yeah. Um, it would be an electric game. Yeah, that would, that's a good – I really, really, really like that matchup. That's probably my favorite of them so far. All right, and then the last one, number four, Ohio State against number five, Cincinnati, the battle for Ohio. <laughs> that one would be epic. I mean, Cincinnati's playing very good football right now. Like, 
and just out of nowhere, right? And I mean, I shouldn't say out of nowhere. Uh, all season, they've been playing very good football, and uh, I think their most recent game was their closest uh, against UCF. They pulled out a close one uh, in Florida. But uh, talk about a team that's just been getting the job done. I would love to see that. Unfortunately, I like, and it's so unfortunate because I would love to see Cincinnati, who I think has been playing phenomenal football as of late. They're not just not going to get a chance to play for that big one. Um, well, they there's a possibility. I guess yes, there is a possibility. But I really, at the end of the day, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. But I would love to see it happen, and especially against Ohio State. What a what a fun one that would be. Talk about getting <laughs> Ohio going, huh? <laughs> oh, so essentially you would have the ACC would be a two-bid league, and then you'd have the conference champs for the Power Five, and then you get two dark horse group of five schools in there with Coastal and Cincinnati. I think it would be so much fun. I think this is where we need to move in the future. And I think, hey, we love football. It's an extra week of football. And like you said, people love brackets. People be filling out these mm-hmm. brackets, and I think in addition to making a fun couple of weeks and ex- adding extra week of fun to it, it would have good long-term impact on the sport because maybe it does by having more schools getting into the playoff, it could potentially distribute that talent a little further out to eight teams rather than two you know, the four teams right now they're saying at the top. Yeah, agreed. I think it's always good to get more to diversify your, you know, your or get get them get more big school or not big schools, get more schools under the big stage. Yeah, because it gives them that chance to, to be on the main stage for te- for kids to be like, wow, look at this school. Look how they're playing. You know, look, look at their staff on the sideline. Like, oh, man, it just. And for like fan purposes, you know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like a young kid watching a game, watching Coastal Carolina, like, oh, I love their uniforms. And then it, it turns into, <laughs> I mean, listen, sometimes that's how fandom starts, oh, right? Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it would, uh, it, it would be, I really like the idea. And I'm never going to argue more football. Never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> going to argue more football. Well, the other thing is you pull in interest in all these, look, we have West Coast, we have Midwest, we have East Coast, we have the South, we have everybody getting involved yeah no it, I, listen i'm all for it and i what are the major arguments i mean we could just touch on a quick what are the major like arguments against it like when you've proposed it to people or i'm because i haven't i don't know i haven't heard too many arguments or that i've been like well okay yeah that's true like <laughs> i don't know what do you i think i hear okay so it's not going to change the outcome of the playoff that's that's one and i'm like so <laughs> So yeah, but give it a chance, you know. Yeah, like it, it could, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. ah man, that's the thing. Like, how often does a 16 seed take down a one seed? Never, like not ever. But it happened. It happened, you know and I, I called it on yeah. this show before it happened. I know you're crazy. You're crazy, Vito. You're crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wild man. But uh, yeah, like you know what I mean? Like, give it the chance. These are matchups people want to see. You're extending the season. You're getting. You're bringing more fans. Like. I would I would enjoy seeing it. I mean, maybe even go to a six at first and work your way. But I I would love to see the, the playoffs expanded a, a bit. Yeah, they also say, well, they don't have time for it. It's too much football. And I say, well, just cut out a non-conference game. I mean, we we had to adjust yeah. a lot of things this year. There are ways. I mean, Chase, there are so many things I think we could do 
by expanding this. Let's let's get it to eight. And if we like it, maybe we get it to twelve. Maybe we get it to sixteen. And at some point, if we got to sixteen, you could get like in college basketball, you open up the season with Duke and Michigan State. There's no incentive for the teams at the top to play anybody like that right now. But when you have 16 spots, you don't think Saban wouldn't like a trial run at like Ohio State early in the season just to see what they got? How awesome would that be? Yeah, I I, I would love to I would love to see more Yeah, like more focus put on big games uh because it would be fun to see those consistent weekend and we I mean right now we get like one, one two at most three big games a week like and they're not even huge games. I would love to see like huge games week in and week out. Like ones that you just look forward to after like the one Saturday is done. Okay, like this is the slate we got next weekend. But uh, I think 16th, a lot would yeah. have to be done to get there. But I would like the, like the implementation of making it more like crucial games like that more important. I do see how that would be a, a big benefit. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of things. We'll talk more about it in the future. Yeah. We got to preview the games for this weekend. So you like Oregon against USC in the uh, LA Coliseum. That's on Friday night. Yep. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Two offenses going at it. Two defenses that I don't love. But uh, <laughs> no, I think Oregon has been playing well. I think their uh, loss against California, or Cal was uh, this past weekend or two weekends ago um eh, i i just don't think they played good football but besides that i think they played good football they played auburn close oh no that, wait they played no they played auburn last year in the playoffs never mind what am i thinking i'm thinking they played uh who did they play close oh it was ucla they played close yeah um i don't know i just think they're gonna get it done you know what i mean watching their offense they move the ball and i i haven't been super impressed like one of my good friends here where i live in arizona uh, he's a USC, huge USC guy, but I, listen, they're they're a fun team to be watching. But I, I don't. I think Oregon's going to take the cake. All right, Chase. Well, you know, I think what's interesting here. So, did they, is there an NFL on Saturday night? Uh this weekend there. Wait, is it this weekend or next weekend? I don't I know think about there this is. weekend. Oh, I think, no, I think there is. Really? I think they. Yeah, you know what? I think they had it on the calendar. And, you know, Big Ten foolishly canceled their season and they had to make up games. So the Big Ten championship is actually at 11 a.m. None of these games are happening. Well, Clemson, Notre Dame, 3 p.m., Alabama, Florida, 7 p.m. But I think that Fox game, because they have the NFL game and Fox does the Big Ten championship, they get going at 11 a.m. Yeah, look at that. The Bills play on Saturday. Isn't that crazy? I didn't even know that, huh? So, yeah, the Bills play the Broncos Saturday. So, yeah, that's that's uh-huh. funny you say that. So, I knew that we played the Patriots uh, the Saturday following, I think it is. Or the – we played the Patriots on a Saturday. I didn't know this Broncos – no, we play – oh, man, my mind's all over the place. We don't play the Patriots. We play them on Sunday night. But, anyways, um, yeah, we play on, on Saturday, so I guess that's why – that this is being played Friday night, but no, it's going to be an electric yeah. game. What's your pick? Who do you think is going to take this one, man? All right, so I love the Cats. I will give a tip here to uh, anyone who's in type of uh, a league where you got to pick a point spread. 20 and a half is a lot of points. 
the last time that we had Ohio State and Northwestern facing the Big Ten title game. It was only a couple years ago. I went and watched that game at a local bar in Evanston here by the campus. Man, things were good back then. We could just go to a bar and watch a, watch a game. You can't do that here in Illinois. Uh, we will be able to eventually. But So they lost by 17 back then. I think something like that is realistic. I'd say that Ohio State wins by two touchdowns. But I think Northwestern can give it a game. The big thing here, honestly, Chase, you and I have chatted a little bit about what quarterbacks we like in this draft. And I've seen some red flags with Justin Fields just in terms of, hey, I like the guy. He's talented. But when he's had to go against really good defenses, he struggled a little bit. He did not play well in that Indiana game. He did not play well in that Clemson game last year. He didn't play poorly, but, I mean, the Indiana game he did, I would say. Northwestern's a good defense, and these are the games where you get a look of how good is this guy because he's got so much talent around him, most talented offense in the Big Ten for certain. Yep. This, is a, this is a good chance where I want to see what Justin Fields does. I want to see how good he looks, and I expect Ohio State to win this game, but my question for you, Chase, is just kind of looking at playoff scenarios here Northwestern wins this game is there a chance for them to get into the playoff or who takes that spot what happens I think that would be I think Cincinnati's probably rooting heavy for Northwestern this weekend yeah um, I think that would boost their chances a lot uh, I don't think Northwestern would have I really don't I don't think they would put him in there I mean I depending I guess let's see hold on let's see what situation no I think teams like Iowa State depending on their outcome Cincinnati like I so said so you put a two loss big 12 team in over a one loss big 10 let me just say they, they probably would though. they probably would yes yeah uh, the committee probably would um so yeah but listen it'd be uh it'd be fun to see it up I think Northwestern what they need to do is make it very scrappy in the first half like just scrappy as possible uh, and just create chaos, and <laughs> at the end of the day, like just see magic, you could, magic you can make in the second half, and you know, in the second half, like just it, it could come down to like some big play, like big crazy out of nowhere plays. But sometimes that's how games are won, you know. But I do think like the fourteen to yeah, fourteen to I don't see Ohio State winning by twenty one. No, um, fourteen to seventeen point deficit is probably the most likely, like where I'd put. I'm not a. I'm not putting money nowhere, yeah, yeah, but yeah. where I, you know, where I put my marbles. <laughs> yeah, and they were also favored by the same spread against Indiana as well, um, and Indiana covered that spread pretty easily. So I don't know. I think it'll be a little close. I my expectation, Chase. I think you'd have like a like a ten seven game at halftime, and yeah, then that's what Ohio, it needs to be. Yeah, Ohio State maybe pulls away a little bit. That's the big key, though, is if Northwestern can keep this low-scoring, traditional Big Ten, grinded-out football, they have a chance to win this game. 100%. Like, absolutely. If they can keep it low-scoring, got it. But um, I know I'm a, I'm a believer of Justin Fields. I am excited. I do agree, and, and he hasn't really proved himself in the big ones, the big games, but I do he see a his chance talent. To. Yeah, watch, just like watching him, I, I know how talented he is, so... 
a lot of it could be nerves. I don't know, but I do think he's uh, a very talented quarterback. So I'm excited to see it this this uh, weekend, and I'll be texting you throughout. <laughs> well, I'm going to be split-screening that one in the Big 12 Championship because that's also on at 11 a.m. at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. And we've got two really fun quarterbacks to watch. Spencer Rattler has really come into his own over the course of the season. He's only, is he a freshman or is he a sophomore? I can't remember. Uh, I think he's a sophomore. I yeah. could be wrong, though. He, oh, no, he may have redshirted, I think. Okay, that's, that could be the case. Yeah, yes. so redshirt, freshman. Yeah, so you you could see this guy for a few years to come, depending on if he shoots up the draft board like many of those Oklahoma quarterbacks do. He's been really fun to watch his growth over the course of the season. Brock Purdy's a guy who I think is maybe a third-round pick. He's a good quarterback, too. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, a fun one to watch. Um, f- before we go, I want to know what your prediction. Like, do you, do you think they take it with ease? What do you think happens? I have no idea, dude. Big 12? Big 12, man. And this has been an extremely puzzling year in Big 12 because you can look at what's happened over the course of this season. Did Iowa Iowa State beat them earlier this year? Or no, wait, who'd they beat? Oklahoma, they may have played each other earlier this year. One second here, Chase. Yeah, no worries. Go ahead and pull yeah. it up. Yeah, Iowa State beat them in the third week, 37-30. Okay. And Iowa State was not on the radars this year. Oklahoma was. Oklahoma, who was it they lost to early in the year? Do you remember that? Oklahoma, they lost Kansas State. Yes, yeah, it was yeah. A, that was a huge was an upset. ugly game. Kansas State was like 0-2, <laughs> I think. Oh, gosh. All right, so as you mentioned, it's really tough to beat the same team twice in a season. So yes. for that reason, I will go uh, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner, I, I don't hate that pick. Uh, I am also going to take them as well, but I do think it's going to be a, uh, a wild one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be 40 points each team. Yes, 100%, and it's just going to be back and forth, and oh, man, it's going to be a fun one to watch. Oh, you want to talk over-under? 58 on this over-under. I feel like they Rit- smashed the over on this one. They the over. Like, it's, I don't think it will be... I didn't know the over-under was 58. Wow. I think they... Yes, they, they scored 67 it. last time together. Yeah, I think uh, I think they smash it. I think it's going to be like a seventy to eighty point, you know, score, yeah. score game. Yeah, another good one this weekend. Not not a conference championship game, but we have UL Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns, who have quietly put together a really good year. And I honestly, I do think I will say, in this weird year, the fact that some of these big conferences were slow to get going. It did give an opportunity to some of these smaller schools to get a little more attention early in the season. So we've had a lot of schools like Marshall and Liberty and Louisiana here. They've been ranked in the bottom half of the top 25, which has been cool to see. 9-1 and one this year. They lost to Coastal Carolina earlier this year. I think that game was 30-27. to 27, And they are meeting here for the Sun Belt Conference Championship game. It's going to be a good one with Coastal Carolina. It's going to be a fun one to watch. And what's it's funny, we're talking right after this, but uh, yeah, they had a big win against Iowa State to start the season out of all teams. Um, like yeah. a big win. I think it was a two or th- a two, three touchdown game. 
Um, and I remember I watched it. And I was like, wow, like they looked solid. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and yeah, their only loss coming close to Coastal. So it's going to be a fun one to watch. Like you said, it's hard to beat a team twice. This time, I think the field, the home field is flipped. Um, but I am going to take, uh, I don't, it's hard to go against Coastal because it's been a fun team to root for, but I, I'm going to take Lafayette this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, man, I, I think I might be feeling the same way as you, but for the sake of argument, I'll go Coastal just because right. I put them in my playoff and if, if they lose, uh, I know I'll get some beats about that. So it'd be nice to see them win this one. For sure, for sure, I understand. Uh, we've got another one before we get to the the big, big one. Uh, underrated game here with Tulsa and Clemson. Tulsa's a really good team. Cincinnati, Tulsa, Cincinnati. So what did I say? Tulsa and Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> We're an hour and a half deep into this. Podcast. I know this is a long one. Yeah, man. this is a long one. Sure. Knew it would be, but <laughs> Tulsa, Cincinnati should be a really good one. Um, but uh, I like the Bearcats, of course. Yeah, no, I love the Bearcats. They've been playing awesome football. There's no way I I take any like I'm not taking anyone but them right now in this game. Um, Tulsa's a fun team to watch. I yeah. think their only uh, losses have come from a ranked Oklahoma State team. I want to say. Um, I think that's all the only team they lost to. Um, but I think they've played really close games. Uh, so I do. I think Cincinnati's gonna win this one. I do think Cincinnati might run away with it too. Like yeah. I mean, it's their last chance to put an exclamation point on that resume yeah. before the uh, before the committee makes their decision on Sunday. Also, Tulsa and Cincinnati. This game was they were supposed to play each other this past week and then play again in the conference championship game. They just wiped out that game. And last year, Cincinnati was on the other side of that, where they had to play Memphis the week before the conference title game. They lost both those games. Yeah, it's interesting, but uh, it's always fun to see teams play each other back to. Well, I don't know if it's fun is the word to describe it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know if I like it actually. Uh, I'd rather like even in you know the NFL, like you'd see a team play someone, and two weeks later they play them again. It's like ah, oh, didn't I just weren't we just here? But um, yeah, it would have been interesting. But I'm you know I'm happy we get to kind of see like a one and done type of thing. To be honest, I yeah I agree. Referring to Cincinnati, before we preview the last couple games here, Chase, I'm really interested just in terms of playoff situations. The big one, Clemson and Notre Dame. So if Clemson were to beat Notre Dame pretty handily, I'm talking 17, more than that, blow out, Notre Dame's out. I, I think they should be out. Are you on the same page with me? Yeah, I'm 100% on board. I mean, their only signature win came, well, I don't know. They did beat UNC at UNC. Uh, I thought that was a, a pretty impressive win. Yeah. Obviously, the Clemson win in overtime, but without Trevor Lawrence, I don't think I won. I just want to state it right now. Clemson's going to win that game, in my opinion. Um, and I think it has a chance to be a blow, not a blowout, but a pretty significant win for Clemson. But uh it's so hard to say, but uh, I do. I think Notre Dame has to get bumped out i really really do i i truly that's a possibility for notre dame to fall out in addition to that clemson loses which is not going to happen i mean by the way clemson's favored by 10 and a half points so there's a good chance that clemson just rolls through notre dame 
Like, they're, the sports books are preparing for this. They don't think this is going to be extremely close. Now, if Notre Dame keeps it relatively close, they lose by 10, maybe 14, and they, you know, there's a late score in that game to pull away, Notre Dame should be in. Yeah. But if it's not close, Notre Dame should not be in. And who wants to see them in? If, they, if your last view of Notre Dame is them losing by 20, then now the next week, uh, hey everyone, you get yeah. to watch Notre Dame play Alabama. <laughs> that would be even worse. Absolutely, I'm not like I might watch the first quarter of that game, watch Alabama go up twenty-one nothing, and turn it off. But yeah, um, no, I I do think uh, I think Clemson's going to run away with it. And like you said, like they're predicting a ten. What was the spread? Ten and a half. Yeah. Uh, that's not a, like they think this is going to be a game. Like, that, yeah. That, they're preparing for a. You know, like a, a pretty significant win for Clemson, which I am too. Uh, I do think if that happens, like you said, Notre Dame should be bumped out. 14-point game. Eh, i say 14 and less. Competitive game. Notre Dame stays in. But we'll see. All right. So let's, in this situation where one of those teams is out. Okay. Now, Florida lost last week. Yes. And they're probably going to lose to Alabama. They're not. Alabama's favored by 17 in that game. So I think Alabama's, or sorry, Florida's out. Yeah, Florida needs to win. To get, yes. Which they're not going to yeah, do. They're not. A&M, who we haven't mentioned this whole podcast episode, they're number five right now, but they lost by 40 points or 35 points to Alabama earlier this year. So who wants to see that as your sequel? And uh, again, <laughs> that 1-4 matchup, A&M, no, thank you. So that really, Cincinnati is the school that makes the most sense. Yeah, I mean, it it does. I do see a case where A&M could sneak in there. Um, listen, they, like, yeah, they got walloped by them. I thought A&M played a, I don't know. I thought their offense looked all right. Defense obviously did not. And that's kind of the thing. Like, often, Alabama's offense will just run you right, right over. But, um... I could see if A&M wins this this game coming up. Um, but I don't know. It's hard because I do think they're going to blow them out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think they're going to win big time. And it's just so hard. Like, what's that? the cap got to be to get them in if Clemson and Notre Dame falls, like, falls out? I don't know. But I would love to see Cincinnati get in there. Like, absolutely love it. Um, I think Cincinnati, Iowa State. It's, I don't think Iowa State gets in. Incident where a Big 12 team were to get in. Would that be Ohio State losing? So you get in a situation where Ohio State loses to Northwestern and an AC that won the Notre Dame Clemson spot. So you have two spots up for grabs. Oh man! Now you got to fill two spots. Yeah. Cincinnati and whichever Big Twelve champ is. I I changed my mind. I don't think they put a Big Twelve team in. I really don't. After looking at it. But you can't put Ohio State in in that spot. So maybe Northwestern? Uh, I mean, Ohio mm, State has only played... I know, and a loss would be even worse. Yeah. And, like, again, their biggest game this year, they didn't look super impressive against Indiana. I mean, Indiana's a really good team. Yeah, honestly, they'd probably uh, maybe keep both Clemson Notre Dame in and just Bump Cincy up, or A and M. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that, yeah, that could be the case. It that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. 
A&M, Big 12. I guess it would matter, like, what what does happen. <laughs> like, if how close can Notre Dame keep it? If it's not, a, if they're not getting steamrolled and it's 14, 17, they get a second chance. Yeah. That's uh wow. It, it could, man, this could cause some serious, uh, strain on the ladies noggins trying to figure this one out because yeah. I know I would not want to be the one picking it. So just judging by years past, like Clemson and Notre Dame probably would both stay in. That's my guess. Like they would be like, okay, Clemson and Notre Dame, they're good enough. They're going to be in. <laughs> Uh, Alabama, and then, yeah, that last spot, if Ohio State loses. Uh, that actually wouldn't be bad because then you could do 2-3 the, the the third time around. Where, so, because we're not, we're not, I mean, Clemson loses a second time to Notre Dame. They're done. There's oh, no 100%. way. No way can't. they're in. But there's also no way that they're going to lose to Notre Dame this week. I don't think so. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> I am really excited for that game. So... Now you're looking at they split with each other, and you could have the re the the third installment as your two three matchup, and the winner of that goes to the national championship. Even if it's not pretty, that's it's a that's a, a compelling story. yeah that's yeah. something. It's like Clemson Notre Dame part three, you know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that, and uh, and I could see how the committee would do that. But no, I'm just really interested to see who that fourth team would be. You know what I mean? So what we're saying here is that regardless of potentially, uh, again, we have no inside sources and we can't predict these things because the committee's made some decisions in the past that haven't always made the most <laughs> amount of sense. Yes. But, I mean, let's just say... In this situation, what we're kind of concluding is that if Ohio State were to lose, Cincinnati's getting in. I, I, like, looking at it, that's the only team that makes a lot of sense. If given, like, Alabama, if Clemson, Notre Dame stays in, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati, like I, like I told you, I don't know how AM gets, like, I don't know how much they have to win by, like, 70 to, to 10, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, they're playing, who are they playing? Tennessee. They're playing Tennessee. Oh, they're, okay. Tennessee's like two and four, two, I don't, like, yeah. But I mean, A and M is the five seed right now, I think. Um, and I don't know. You look at other teams like USC. If USC is a huge, I don't think so. They're fifteen. There's no way. Um, yeah, it's gotta be like Cincy, or it's gotta be Cincy. It really does, which would be fun. It really would. But yeah. uh, I don't. I'm just. I don't know. I'm excited to see. I don't. It would be such a a, a fun time to see Ohio State lose to Northwestern. Um, <laughs> And, it, and it. it would lead to a fun little matchup, one v four, or at least so, yeah, it had to be one v four. None of these teams are taking over the three spot, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it it's intriguing to see what would happen. I think the most likely thing though is that two and three get mixed up somehow, and one of those teams could fall out. Yeah, it's just the case of what what happens then. Yeah. I, I really don't want to see the A&M-Bama 1-4 SEC game. I don't. <laughs> I know. I can tell you don't. <laughs> I can really tell. <laughs> I just, uh, I mean, it's like whoever whoever goes against Bama, it's incredibly likely that Bama's going to win that game by a significant margin. So let's see someone new get in there. Yeah, it's kind of like... They are, A&M got their crack at them earlier. And also for Bama, why should they have to beat them twice? Yeah, fair enough. 
Yeah, man, it's, it's tough. Because it's like, you, you kind of just want to think about, like, who's going to give them their best fight, you know what I mean? And Yeah. I guess A&M didn't really show too much of a fight their first time around. But it's the question of, like, do they improve? Because, I mean, they've had their good, like, really good moments in us. So it's just like... Yeah. Uh, See, it, the fact know. that we're having this much of a struggle, this is why we got to expand this thing. I mean... Oh, 100%. Let's do it. There's This is the, the other argument, Chase, that people make is they say... Well, the thing that's so fun, people just love the conversation, who's in and who's out. When I was putting together my top eight, I was getting texts, I was getting, or tweets, what about A&M? Hey, what about Iana? What about, like, there? you still have a really good conversation, you still have these spots up for grabs if you have eight teams. Yeah, for sure, and... and- then the fun thing is, is they can get in. You know, all the teams that you think deserve it, they can get in. And yeah, it opens the door for some teams like in the 15, 16, 17, like, oh, they can sneak in as an eight seed. But at the same time, like, if you expand it to a, the teams that are on the border, like, that are good enough to actually get in, or like, oh, what's just what I'm saying? The teams that we think are good enough to get in the top four right now or, sh- or like, questionable should be, they'll be in. And I think that's what matters. Like, because you go any further than that, and then it's teams that, like, they, and I know you want to eventually, but for me, it's like they really shouldn't be in in the playoffs. Like they haven't proved it throughout the year. Um, but I think opening up to six, eight, like those are the teams that are either undefeated in smaller conferences or played really strong. You know, out of conference schedule. I don't know, non conference schedule. It's, oh man, it would just be so fun to see that happen. Like you get the coastal, you get Cincinnati for sure. You'd get. You know, A and M again in there because I listen. I think A and M's a good team. Yeah, they just ran up against <laughs> the team, but um, and then Indiana. Like I'd see Indiana get a chance that I thought they looked all like nah, I shouldn't say awesome, but I thought they played a, a pretty good game and they had a, they a, a serious shot against Ohio State. So no, I think well then what would also happen, Chase, is that we'd have this Notre if Notre Dame got, again, like let's say Notre Dame got killed against Clemson, what happens to Notre Dame in an eight-team spot? Do they still get in? Or does that open the door for A&M or another, like, Indiana or whatever? See, there'd, there'd still be so much of these conversations to be had. It would still be so fun. And yeah. if you're a college football fan, like, why don't you – why not? Why not? Like, if you have a good argument, if you disagree – and if we haven't mentioned why it can't be done, tweet it at me. <laughs> tweet it at us. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm I'm intrigued as well. I, I really am. I as a football fan, and I would love. You know, it gives one, it gives more shots to more more opportunities to these schools, whether it's a school you might be rooting for or not. More matchups that people want to see. More attention to like because it's again, it's a bracketed playoff system. People love bracketed playoff scenarios you know what i mean because it opens the door for all these different scenarios and pickums, and it's just like man it would just create that much more hype towards college football towards the end of the season as well i mean already college football is like no hey college football is awesome but uh, of course i think it would be even more attention to it i I love the idea vita you need we need to push it hard we got to get this podcast like this podcast needs to get bigger and we need to get more people like behind us with these ideas yeah, I agree, but no, I'm, I'm a huge believer that that's a really good idea. And like Vita said, let him know. Yeah, I, I think he's uh, what Jack Vita show on Twitter. Yep, 
Check via yeah, show. Let, let them know because I want to look at some of these uh, mentions and, and see why. I mean, I think some would be like, you know, they're in school, like too much football. But then, like you said, drop a game early on and injuries. But it's like all these. There's, there's. I feel like there's solutions to all these problems that could arise. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to talk about though. Totally. Well, Chase, you know, it's funny. The people who came into this podcast, they may not have known that this was originally supposed to be a one episode. But we just got so deep on NFL and Christmas movies and college football that we split this into a two-part podcast episode. And since we did that, I got one more thing for you here before we before Let's we get it. going. College football coaching vacancies. Oh, Gus Malzahn out from Auburn. Yeah, and that's I think that's one of the biggest ones because that's, that's a huge. team that's made big noise in years past and has. You know, it's got that recruiting, the good stigma around, like the, I mean, they're a top tier school in my opinion, you know, and they've been great uh, and they can get back there. So I don't, it's hard because I haven't stayed too up to date on like availabilities yeah. and like coaches moving in and out. Um, <laughs> well, so you know what the one, to... the one rumor is, is that uh, Hugh Freeze could be a guy that they're talking about. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't see that as a good no, option. No, me neither. With you. Um, <laughs> I really don't. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't have any recommendations for who should fill that spot. To be honest with you, I really. Yeah, I don't know either. But I think it is important to note that he's out. I mean, eight. I think he was there for eight years, and they did have that 2014 team that went to the national title game with Trey Mason, and yep. Trey Mason won the Heisman too. I want to say. No, was it? No, he didn't. He, he posed didn't. for the Heisman did, when he yes. scored against the Florida State. And Jameis won the Heisman. That's what it was. Yeah, he gave. He shot the pose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently, some of these others. I just looked it up. Some of these other candidates. Hugh Freeze. Ah, uh, man, don't do it. Like, no, just, that that one doesn't make sense because no. he coached your old Miss Rebels, right? Yeah, and it wasn't nothing to write home about. You know what I mean? Like, I mean that's a that's a controversial guy to bring into your a big time program like Auburn. I I understand him moving from Liberty to Boulder or yeah. you know some program without a whole lot of history, but uh, or University of Illinois, but Auburn War Eagle no way. I don't yeah, believe it. I don't see it. Uh, real quick, some of these other contenders uh mario cristobal from yeah. oregon yeah i could see that question is will he want to leave oregon yeah that's also a good question i think he's got a good enough offensive mind to to really create some noise in auburn billy uh napier from louisiana uh raging cajuns head coach yeah oh, that had, one makes sense really good success there so That'd be i like that one. story because it's kind of like you have success in the smaller conference and like get your shot at the bigger conference you know i really like that and bill clark from uab has had good success there so i don't know we'll see um yeah it's but it's gonna be like super interesting to see who gets that spot and how that program goes forward has anyone tried to talk to the coastal carolina coach so not that i know of uh and it doesn't say in this article i'm on it doesn't even say yeah, he's not even list. Oh, yes, other names to watch: Jamie Chadwell, yeah, uh, Coastal Carolina. So I guess 
his name's out there. That's a big. Uh-huh. Feels like a big step up, though. Oh, Matt! Like absolutely, Matt. Huge. Like, going from Coastal Carolina to Auburn is kind of <laughs> like one of those like system shocks. Like, <laughs> okay, like what do I do? <laughs> then it's and not that he doesn't know. It's just like it's a lot more. You know what I mean? It's it's a different environment. Uh, not that he couldn't do it, but it would just be a lot. I'm not sure if Auburn would do that. Yeah. So. Illinois fighting Illini, Levy Smith out. They choose not to. I mean, they're still going to pay him $5 million next year, I think. And, wow. I mean, I just, I I think part of it is the fact that they're they're finally building back that basketball program. Basketball is really good this year. They just beat Duke uh, to the point that Coach K wants them to cancel the season now. <laughs> the next day, that's what Coach K is talking about. But, there maybe there's a little more pressure on football to perform because Coach Underwood has brought success to the basketball program, but I just don't really know what. I know that it's Luffy didn't really move the needle all that much, but he was there. This was year five, I guess. Uh, so five years is yeah, it's a it's a fair amount of time, but are you just? I mean. Who are you going to get that you're going to get five years to that's going to move them from where they've been? Yeah, that's tough. Um, it's really tough. I think he's been, I think he's been all right there. Like I like Levy Smith. I think yeah, he's a cool guy. Like I think he's, he did better in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't know what that like attests to or anything like that. But um, I I think just like. And I mean, working with what he got might be an issue. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Illinois is pulling in the biggest recruits, and but still, I think he was like uh, he lost one game for every or no, one one game for every two that he lost. I think he was like seventeen and forty almost. Uh, yeah, it was overall not good. record. So uh, it's time for him to go. Uh, kind of like one of those things where it's like would love to see him go somewhere else, <laughs> but yeah. It's just, at this point, who does... I wouldn't be surprised, Chase, if Lovey just is kind of like doing this more as a as a hobby, more of a fun, for fun thing. I'll give you a situation. How about he joins his buddy, Herm Edwards, at Arizona State with Marv Lewis? <sighs> oh my gosh, talk about a coaching staff. And talk about just like, like that's like the ultimate... They should make a TV show about that. All the... They <laughs> all really those guys should. are disciples of Tony Dungy. I know. That's the thing. I know. And so they're all like, they're all close. Yep. And that's, you know, they're all Dungy guys. And Dungy was big. He gave so many opportunities to black coaches. And those guys really have stuck together. They're an awesome group of guys, too. Uh, Tomlin's a part of that crew. Yeah, it would be fun. Like I said, there should definitely be a reality show about, like, they should film <laughs> it. Because, you know, they're kicking it on the sidelines, just like at practice, having a good time. But no, that would be fun. That would be just a a fun situation and talk about a coaching staff at a, a division one program at a college program. That would be uh that'd be fun to, to watch. And I love, I, I don't love, but I like Arizona state. I think they have, I think they do get good. I think out of the two schools here in Arizona and Arizona high school has good football. Jack, let me tell you after moving here, <laughs> like they're really good prospects out of here. And a lot of them do want to go to ASU over, uh, over a U of a, I guess it is. Um, so, It'd be fun to see because they get the talent. It'd be fun to see the coaches put them to use. Yeah, absolutely. So, and if you had like, I mean, they've got Marvin Lewis on their staff right now, and they let's say they add Lovey. I mean, 
if you're a parent, you'd feel amazing about sending your kid to have these three former NFL high-character coaches teaching your kid and getting them to the next level. So that would be like adding, typically assistant coaches don't matter too much with recruiting, but having both those guys there with Herm Edwards, oh my goodness. Yeah, it would uh, it would definitely help out the recruiting. <laughs> and just the coaching staff would be that much better. So uh, interesting scenario. Yeah, maybe Lovey takes an assistant job in the NFL. I don't know. I mean, he did a good job with the Bucks too. The NFL. He was only there for like no, two he years. Was, uh, he was good in the NFL. Period. You know what I mean? He did well. Yeah. He did very well. In the, he, did. he did well in the NFL. So can't knock him for that. Chase, do we have any other firings? Uh, potential firings, <laughs> yes. but uh, not. Well, well, I'll tell you one guy who's safe. Tom Herman is safe at Texas. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So good for him. I think. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm kind of. I don't lean either way on that one. Uh, not you know, not a big Longhorn fan, but not don't hate them. So, and I think he's been <laughs> all right there. I wouldn't say he's been awful, and I don't think he's been great. But the team showed some good signs in the past few years. So, um, yeah, who else do you want to talk about? Well, I know uh, you've had made your opinion known to me, and we talked a little bit about it the last time we were doing this thing with Jim Harbaugh. Do you think he's back? Do you know what, I mean, is there anything out of this? I mean, this is, I, they have that day, is it called, uh, what's the day on the, the Monday after all the NFL coaches get fired? What's, what's that day called? Oh my gosh, I should know this. I actually, I, I definitely don't know what it's <laughs> called, but I should. But that, it's that Monday, I guess, now for college football. Yeah. And it's just true. Harbaugh survived, I guess. And I, I see a story top headline here on ESPN. Harbaugh reiterates commitment to Michigan. So uh, yeah. I guess we'll see what happens here. Yeah, he said, uh, the question did come up. Tell them my plan is committed to Michigan. I have been and will remain as far as the contract. So, so I mean, I guess it's just all about contract uncertainty right now. Yeah, he's got a year left on oh. his contract. Andrew yep. Stem thinks they should extend him for a few years. Oh my gosh, Stem! <laughs> uh, I don't. I got. It's at the same time. It's just like, what makes you think? I mean, there's arguments for both sides. I don't see it. I really, really don't. I think it's been. A, I think he's. And I'm not gonna say him. I just think the program has been a disappointment. Uh, I think there's a lot more anticipation. I think he's done okay, but I, he, I think he's. I think for you know what he got and what the anticipation anticipation was, he should have done more with the program. But that's just my opinion. I think, obviously, they were hoping to do more with the program. And maybe his next contract, you don't offer him quite the same amount of money that he's making yeah, right now. Definitely not. But, I mean, because he's, he's he might make $10 million next year. And so, and hey, maybe there's an up, maybe Michigan just says, we're not going to give you a, a big extension. Again, we're offering less money. Maybe Jim says at that point, I'm, I'm going to go back to the NFL or I'm yeah. going to just walk away when this deal's up. I don't know, but I, I do agree with Stem. And his point is that you look at Michigan football for the last 20 years, 15 years, they've had like one great season. They've had maybe two. You want to look at 06, where they just missed out on – that college football national championship that was here with Florida and Ohio State. And the other one was 2016, 
where they um, they had a really they lost that Ohio State game. So they've had, you know, a couple of tremendous years, but for the most part, it's not like they haven't been. Stem's point is he thinks Michigan fans have been unrealistic with expectations. Hmm. Interesting. Schools go through these kind of periods. He was comparing it to kind of where Notre Dame had been. Brian Kelly had a rough patch, and they stuck with him. There was one year where he won like three games, and they stuck with him. And now Notre Dame's playing the playoff. Yeah. And you don't want to. His point also is you don't want to go through and pick a new coach every five years. No, that's a good point, and I I could see it. Like Harbaugh hasn't been awful at all i just think they anticipated a little bit more and maybe hasn't met expectations and because i'm not going to tell you he's been awful um yeah at, at all i mean he's better than you know brady hoke was or uh you know rich rod for sure oh gosh rich rod yeah <laughs> rough very very rough <laughs> um and i think brady hoke did have one good season that you mentioned in there in 2011 uh yeah they won the sugar, sugar Bowl, yeah, over Virginia Tech, I think it was. But um, I, I could, like, I could see it both ways. Like I said, I could see it both ways. I, I just expected more from Harbaugh. I, uh, Harbaugh, I like him a lot, um, and I thought he was gonna, you know, lead this Michigan team to absolutely like to to get there where they need to be to contend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just it sucks seeing them lose to Ohio State every freaking year. It really yeah. does. And I and I know it's Michigan. Well, he didn't this year, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at that. It's a plus one, eh? But um, no, I could see it going either way. I really, really could. I don't think it's like a must, you know, a, a must terminate situation. I do think they offer him less money. Not it doesn't have to be significantly less. It really doesn't because he hasn't been awful. Just offer him less money if he you know takes it. Good, I guess, because that shows he wants to be there, and then uh, you know, see where, <laughs> see where he goes from there. Yeah, I didn't. I guess the last part to that chase is, if you 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 know what you are with Harbaugh, and at your worst, you have one bad year during COVID, where players are opting out. The season was initially canceled. It's a weird year. Games are getting canceled left and right. That's your worst, yeah, uh, all absolute worst year. For the most part, they've yeah. been a team that's second second or third best team in the Big Ten every year. It's a good place to be. And you don't want to be... I mean, look at some of these programs that 20 years ago, maybe even longer ago... I mean, look at where Florida State is right now. Look at yeah, that's a good Tennessee. Look at Nebraska. You could go in... Yeah. Right now, you're, you're at least staying relevant. You're staying good. And you don't want to go in that opposite direction. I just think the the thing is, is if you make that move, you need to make sure that whatever you're replacing him with is going to be a significant improvement. Yep, I completely agree. And like talking through it, I kind of take back like, some of what I said. Like I like Har- Harbo a lot, and I think he hasn't been awful there. Like please don't get me wrong. Oh, of course, I, I, I think he's done a good job. Like the team has been good. The, I I just really want to see that like, great. So it's just. And, and who knows? It takes time. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen overnight. Some scenarios it does. And I kind of was like hoping it did with him. And that's kind of just because I like the guy a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But either way, I'm happy, you know, if he stays. I'll, I'll, I, like I said, I root for Michigan. I actually like do root for them. I want to see them be successful. So I'll root for him either way. Okay, Chase. One last thing, college football related. 
quarterbacks. We're at that time of year. We're talking about who do you like in terms of potential for the NFL draft. I mentioned Justin Fields a little earlier. Obviously, Trevor's number one on the big board, and the Jets are doing everything they can right now to lose every game so they can get that pick. But past Trevor, past Justin Fields, I mean, who's number three in this draft for you? Who do you like? Uh, it's got to be Mac Jones. Really? Yeah, well, you said past Trevor, past Yeah, no, Fields. that's interesting. Yeah, I like Mac Jones better than, uh, better than Trask. That's really uh, in interesting my because I haven't seen his name as much on the on the draft boards, and he might win the Heisman. Yeah, and I th- I just think he's a very solid quarterback, and I think he's a guy who's just gonna gonna get it done. You know what I mean? He's I don't I don't I I've watched him. And I've just been impressed. That's all. It, like that's what it comes down to. Yes, they have a phenomenal team. It's so hard to judge Alabama quarterbacks because it's like they year in and year out they have an awesome defense. They have the ball in their hands a lot. They they have great talent. Right? Like honestly, I think one of the guys. I don't know if he's in too much of uh, contention, but Devontae Smith, the receiver for Alabama, is phenomenal. Like he's ready for the NFL and he's ready to do do things in the NFL. And having that weapon in, in college is kind of unfair. <laughs> so it's just like how much of the weapons boosts Mac Jones. But no, I think Mac Jones. I like I would take Mac Jones before I take Trask. And I could be put my foot in my mouth here, you know, come a few years. But I like I like uh, I like Mac Jones. I'm big on Zach Wilson. I really like Zach okay. Wilson and. He, I see a little bit of Josh Allen in his game. You think so, huh? I see Zach Wilson. I see a six foot three, two hundred pounder. He's got a rocket for an arm, and I think that guy. I think he's good. I really do. I think, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'll give some credit to a friend of mine from high school, David Bragle here, texting him earlier about which quarterbacks, and he's saying that. Uh, He's like, doesn't doesn't Zach Wilson, the Bears drafting another BYU quarterback like they did with Jim McMahon? Doesn't that just feel right? I I do. So I'm happy you mentioned Zach Wilson because I think he's a good dark horse for one Heisman or for the Heisman, uh, like yep. very dark horse. I unfortunately don't think he'll get it, but I like Zach Wilson a lot. Again, he reminds me a lot, like you said, a lot of Josh Allen. He's got the similar size. Josh Allen obviously put on a few pounds since joining the league yeah. but similar size right now similar style i think his stats he's been more a lot more accurate than josh has in college which says something uh higher level of competition too yep higher level of competition as well so i and i love these guys like i liked the josh allen i was when the bills dropped josh allen i was like let's go because i <laughs> i knew while he wasn't there yet one i just liked him as a person i think he was a good leader um he had he was a big guy with a strong arm. I think that is so underrated in today's league. Big guys with strong arms because one they're durable, two they can like they can uh, uh, battle through pressure a lot better than these smaller guys can. Um, and then the big arm, like you know what I mean? When ah man, I don't know. I, I, I a think, rugged cold weather guy exactly, and that's why I like yeah. Josh Allen as well because he well, coming from Wyoming, even though he grew up in California, but coming from Wyoming to Buffalo, and you can tell he's he's built for it. You know what I mean? He loves the cold. He can sling it in the bad weather, no problem. Just puts a dart on it, and uh, no, I think Zach Wilson is a a good mention. Unfortunately, I don't. I, I'm trying to think where he would go, and I don't know. But it's interesting. It's one of those. Guys that I think could be, I think he can make some noise. Uh, I really, really do. 
And I and I would like to see him go somewhere where he could almost play right away, but it's a little greedy. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, the Bears could be in the Bears are in the market for a quarterback, and there are several of these guys. There's Lance. There's Trask. You're not as high on Trask, are you? No, I, I'm really not. I think Trask uh, has awesome weapons. Pitts. Uh, yeah, listen, Pitts is phenomenal. Like Pitts, if you watch Florida play this year, Pitts is always making plays. You can't guard the kid. You can't. So having that at your disposal helps a ton. Um, like Brady and Gronk. But anyways, but I'm not comparing <laughs> him to Brady. But it's just like having a guy that good. Uh, anyways, I don't like Trask as much. I could be... Again, completely eating my putting my phone in my mouth. But I, I don't think Trask is gonna, you know, amount to too much. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson is a swing for the fences kind of pick. He's the type of guy who could like Josh Allen was, you know, he could be a star. He could also be a guy who's not in the league for very long. I could see it, but uh, I like that pick. I'm I'm gonna hop on the Zach Wilson train with you, and uh, I'm gonna cheer on wherever he goes. As long as it's not AFC East, I'll cheer him on. I like Brock Purdy too. I think Brock Purdy is like I mentioned, maybe a third round pick. I think he could be one of those guys that hangs around the league, has like a nice long ten year career. Yeah, it's hard to judge him just because their style of football is different than you know a lot of these NFL teams. Um, so it's hard to get a kind of <laughs> kind of good sense of uh you know how he do but he's he, he seems like us he seems like a guy who really cares like really really cares and he's shown a like he has a good accurate arm so i mean so what you need as a quarterback so yeah i think he be a he could be a backup like a career backup who i can see that like case keenum kind of guy who gets in there and he he seizes his opportunity yeah I can see it for sure. For like sure. that fringe starter backup guy, Nick Foles. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see it'd be fun. I, I, I see what you're saying, and I can see why you like him. I just don't. I can't say really. Yeah, I'm not gonna make a prediction there because I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> Are there any other uh, quarterbacks that we're uh, we're skipping out on here? The ones that I like. So honestly, like this year, the. <laughs> Just the big ones. Like, I like uh, Max Jones. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, I love him. Uh, I personally, I know you're not huge on Fields. I like Fields. Uh, I like. No, the thing is, I like Fields. I just think that I want to see how he handles this playoff. Yeah, understandable. Because I think that he has the opportunity to really, really lock in being that number two guy. I also think if he were to. I mean, I know the scouts really like him, but I just think. It's tough to gauge how good he is. I'm more just like, I, I'm not sold on him yet. I want to see a little more. Understandably so. Understandably so. I'm just judging from like a, mm, looking at his, ta- trying to uh, raise the other players on the field and just look at his talent. Yeah. But then again, football's a game of 11 versus 11 and it matters. You know, those other those other 10 or 11 yeah. guys in there side of the field matter. So uh, you can be as talented as you want, but if, you you know when pressure comes and you play good defenses you've collapsed you're not going to be you're not going to amount to much um and then mac jones i like a lot uh you know zach wilson's my new guy no uh ian book <laughs> i'm not huge on ian book no i really don't like him uh i don't know it might be just a preference thing i don't like notre dame too much but he'll probably be like a fourth fifth rounder maybe yeah but maybe then i like Tra- like i don't think trask is awful i really don't i just don't no i don't think he's yeah. great uh, what I'm seeing right now, a lot of mock drafts. I see, it's it looks like Lawrence Fields one two, 
And then that group of Trask, Jones on some of them. Not not everyone loves Mac Jones. Trask, Jones, Lance, and Wilson. Those four guys, anywhere from you know pick six, pick four, to end of the first round. Yeah, I saw. There's always. There's always a Jordan Love type of guy who goes at the end of the first round. So I saw a mock draft, and it's funny you mentioned his name uh, the other day, and it, it might have been yesterday, I don't know, but they had the Washington football team trading up in the draft, I think like five or six, or five with the Chargers, to get Zach Wilson. Wow. And and that's and, and that's one of the things where like I think people thought Josh Allen was taken too high, or too I, so I always get confused, too low, I don't know, too high, too high, yeah. Yeah. And I think people would kind of get on Washington like oh you're taking him too high but at the same time like Washington needs a guy to get it done and I would love I think that's a great fit for Zach Wilson because I I think he has the weapons there they have the weapons there they have a good defense like hey let Zach Wilson kind of like his first year settle in no I just say get him in as soon as you can but like you don't he doesn't have to light it up right away he just has to control the game learn and then like Josh Allen baby year in year out get better get better get better and now now look at Josh now throwing the ball 40 times a game freaking <laughs> Oh man, love it, love it. But no, it's gonna be an exciting, uh, just end of year and, and draft yeah. for sure. For sure, Chase. This was so much fun going almost two and a half hours deep with you, man. Oh this my was... gosh, Vita, crazy. <laughs> so, uh, how can people uh, follow you? I uh, yeah. So I'm not the biggest on social medias. You could find me through Vita's socials. I think I'm just like. Chase BB on Twitch. I, I'm not going to even plug my you know, right. social media because I'm not too big on them, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, nothing to plug? Uh, nope. Just, uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out to you and appreciate you, you know, having me. Um, uh, shout out to everybody listening. Oh, want to give a, uh, a shout out to my, my dad if he's listening. He's a big Bills fan. He's the reason I am a Bills fan. I think fandom can come in a lot of ways. Like I said earlier, you can like a team's color. For me, it was the connection I had with my dad. He was a huge Bills fan, so sharing that with him, uh, you know, just made me absolutely fall in love with the team. You know, just as I care for him. So, uh, yeah, shout out to him, and I uh, hope he's doing well in his current situation. And yeah. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I like that shout out. Shout out Thank to uh, Robert BB. He's a good man. <laughs> Thank you, Vita. I appreciate that. Of course, yeah. He raised a good son too. <laughs> oh man, you really got me blushing now. <laughs> <laughs> Chase, this is a lot of fun. I'll probably see you sometime during the playoffs. Uh, hop on with me and Jordan for some uh, midweek analysis. How's that sound? For sure, Vita. Thank you so much, man. I'll let you finish out the show. But uh, again, thank you for having me, and I look forward to being on in the, in the future. Yep. Sounds good. Thank you, Chase. See you, Vita. Well, y'all, that concludes my conversation with Chase Beebe. Always a treat having him on the podcast. Glad I was able to squeeze a two-parter out of him this week. Lots of fun talking football. Earlier in the week, getting everyone set for the college football playoff. I am so excited. Well, not college football playoff, but the selection process and conference championship weekend. We'll have a new episode coming out Monday. I will be speaking with Scott Stahl, former Valparaiso football player. He played quarterback, good friend of mine. 
first time he's on the show. So that'll be a lot of fun having him join us. He's a huge football fan, especially college. So we'll have plenty of content coming out with that episode and plenty more coming out as well. Make sure you're voting in the GOAT Christmas movie bracket. By the time you're hearing this, we'll be on to the final four, believe it or not. Pretty exciting. Uh, Guys, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for checking out my website at jackvita.com. Thank you to all of you for subscribing and everyone that's left a five-star rating and review. Every time you do that, you're helping the show. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at jackvitashow, facebook.com slash jackvitashow. Guys, make sure you're taking care of yourselves. Hope everyone isn't going too crazy getting ready for Christmas. Uh, Stay safe, stay positive, and until next time, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dance of the lobsters.